Hey guys, welcome back to 5nothing100nothing.com. I am Fug It. And that stands for Fittest Underdog Guru Using Intelligent Tactics. Today, guys, I want to talk to you about having a positive attitude. Now, I know there's a ton of material out there. There's been books, seminars, people pay thousands of dollars to go and hear about this stuff, but I don't know if there's a lot of context laid on it. Um, from my perspective, positive attitude um, is life-changing. And what I mean by that is you don't always have to, um, what said, fake it till you make it. But what you do is you put things in perspective and you have gratitude for what you have and let that affect your attitude. And what I mean by that is um, like you know that you've got to pay your mortgage or your rent every month. And so you're in a not necessarily fearful state, but in an aware state. And you know that you know, you're motivated to go to work, whether you like your job or not, you know, you're going to go. So, you know, sometimes people that come in the gym, they have, um, they know the health reasons why um, they should be taking care of themselves, eating healthier, uh, exercising more, but it's not necessarily a strong motivator. Usually it's pain linked to not looking good on the beach or not looking good on their wedding day or whatever. There's a consequence to them not following through on um, their decisions to do what they have to do to win, to have success. And so once you lay the framework of the whys and what you need to do, then you keep a positive attitude about what you've got to do to get there. Meaning, yeah, I want to have a piece of chocolate cake, but I'm not going to have that. I'm going to have a small bowl of mixed berries, or I'm going to pop a stick of gum in my mouth so I, I can keep my calorie count lower for the day, what have you. Um, those the it's the decisions that are possibly hard or take discipline to do, but you keep a positive attitude of wow, if I do this, I'm gonna look so good, or I'm gonna feel so good about myself if I make the right decisions today. Once I go work out, I'm gonna have those endorphins and I'm gonna feel good and it's gonna carry me through my day and give me energy instead of oh what if I'm sore? What if I don't feel um uh, what if I look stupid in front of people? What if I, you know, like rooted in a negative mindset of uh Instead of thinking about why you can do something and what the benefit's going to be for you for following through and doing it, you think about, um, oh, I'm going to have to get in my car and drive. It's cold out there, et cetera. And when you think like that, you're not going to make um, the best decisions for yourself. You're not going to be able to follow through. And it's a uh, vicious circle either way, vicious cycle, where if you're continuing to stay positive and reminding yourself of the whys you're making, the decisions you're making, um, then you have a positive mindset, a positive outlook, because you're looking down the road to, you know, you might have some immediate gratification from it because you feel self-worth, self-esteem, you feel like you're in control, but you um, are looking to a better tomorrow. And you know, this is the map. This is the, these are the actions that are going to get me there. You know, um, there's nothing, there's not a lot new out there, guys. I think a lot of you need motivation. You need uh, something that's going to get you like light the fire, or give you the kick in the butt. That's going to get you moving. Um, and sometimes, you know, you have some good people in your life. You're surrounded by people that are positive and will fire you up and keep you accountable to your goals and pushing forward. Um, and then some of you have, you know, the naysayers and, you know, friends that maybe don't necessarily have 
um, you know, uh, bad intentions for you. Um, but sometimes they're just not in the same state of mind as you. So I don't necessarily believe that you just get rid of people that are real negative. Um, I think you just keep it in, contained in boundaries of when you spend time with those people or, um, you know, look at your time wasters. You know, if you think that you don't have enough time to do something, um, look at your daily habits, your behaviors. You know, there's an app on your phone that'll tell you, you know, where you're allocating your time. And that's a real hard one to look at. So if you, you know, think that you don't have time to work on your business or your relationships are suffering or you, you don't have time to see your family, um, open up your phone and use one of those apps that tells you, or it's possibly installed on your phone, and it tells you where you're allocating your time of phone usage. And that could be a wake-up call where I've seen people that spend six hours a day um, playing Candy Crush or a game or something, and they're, they all of a sudden, it's like, ooh, okay, now I'm faced with the reality. What am I going to do with it? <clears throat> do uh, Can I allocate 30 minutes a day to a game or 10 minutes or just my toilet time to a game? Um, and if you find that you can't, then I say, get rid of that. It's a stumbling block for you, uh, to achieve your happiness and to, you know, get to where you want to go in your life, you know, to improve yourself, to live a better life, to live up to your potential that you have, because we only have so much time on this earth. And so you want to use it more effectively. Um, you know, years ago I had dreams and aspirations of being an author and when uh, weight loss reality TV was a big thing, um, I became a fan of it because not necessarily because I thought the methods and the tactics they used on these shows was the most effective tactic, but I could see the effect it was having on my clients when they would watch it. They get really inspired by seeing people drop weight every week on the scale. They see the change in their attitude. They saw, you know, all of the positive benefits of pushing yourself to be a better you. And so it, I became a fan of it and I watched it very regularly. And I said, wow, you know, I can impact people right in my community by doing um, corporate fitness consulting, speaking, um, motivating the people in my circle. But I wanted to reach a broader base and I wanted to do something significant. You know, I had a, um, a bucket list of things I wanted to achieve uh, in my teens, 20s and early 30s. And the funny thing is I achieved all of it. And I just always continue to believe in myself. And I said, you know, one day this will pay off. One day this will pay off. Whenever I had a break at work, I would um, go to the local coffee shop and I didn't have a laptop at the time. I just, um, I had a desktop computer at home. So I just had pads of paper and I'd write down my ideas. You know, I strategize and um, think, okay, what kind of um, material you know, from my own experience and from my expertise, can I bring to the world? So I'd write, 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 write. As soon as the, the web was really becoming more of a thing and um, people were buying up domain names like crazy, um, I said, you know what? I think that a website will be the future business card for people, for whether it's a personal brand or whether it's your business. And so um, I invested a few grand and had somebody design my first website. And I remember going around to people and they're like, why do you have a website? You know, that's for big businesses or who do you think you are as if it was something really like beyond just the normal average person. And this was back in, my gosh, early 2000s. 
And I just always believed that that's where things were going to go. And I stayed positive and I just said, nope, this is where it's going. And I didn't have to have any evidence that um, it was uh, that everyone else was doing it and jump on the bandwagon late. So um, I put that out there and I decided that I also wanted to do reality TV. So I started finding out, well, how do you get on these shows? What, you know, what, what are the steps? And I did my research. I was at the time, then Google was starting to become a thing. So I Google all this information and, you know, growing up and graduating in, you know, the late eighties, early nineties, like it was amazing. I didn't have to go to the um, magazine rack at the drugstore and try to uh, look up information in the back of magazines or look for little ads and then, you know, write a letter and send it snail mail and wait for maybe a reply in six weeks or go to the library and look up, look up, you know, in the Dewey Decimal System and try to find information. I could now just do it right there on my computer. And I thought this is amazing. So it helped the learning process to go faster and the, the um, fail, try again, fail, try again cycle to go faster as well. And, you know, we've all heard the story about, you know, the invention of the light bulb. And it's like at 999 tries, um, you know, the attitude is, you know, you didn't fail 999 times. You found 999 ways how to not make a light bulb. And it's funny because, of course, you're frustrated when things aren't happening as fast as you want or your efforts were all put in one um one direction and it didn't happen. But if you're really on your mission and your purpose and you have a big enough why you have to succeed, why you have to have this goal or achievement happen in your life, then you're not going to give up. You're going to keep looking for those ways. You're going to fine tune, course correct. It's all part of it. And that's why I think you see a lot of people that, you know, years go by and they give up on their dreams and they have an excuse of why. Um, but as long as you don't quit trying and keep pushing, then you're never going to fail. You just you're just finding another way, another way not to do it. Another um, thing that needs to just be changed, corrected, and fine tuned. So, and then sometimes you know you stumble into something like where um, what is the um, saying that uh, success is when preparation meets luck. So if you're prepared, if you're doing all the things you're supposed to be doing and you're, you don't think you know it all, and there's always more to learn, then you're always going to be excited the next day because you've got a hunger and a thirst for that information because one little piece of information might be there, might be just like one click away or one conversation with some random person at a store away from changing your whole life. And those things happen, you guys. There's a lot of uh, really amazing stories out there from people that um, it seemed like random luck or circumstance or what have you, and they get a break. I mean, for myself, when I did reality TV um, and I was seeking how to do it, I was uh, sending out uh, pictures and uh, casting video and, you know, introducing myself, this and that. And I wasn't really getting any leads or anything. Um, but at this particular point in time, I was a big fan of The Biggest Loser. And I was watching the show religiously every week and, you know, just doing my thing in the gym, treating people well, helping them doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, 
all of a sudden I get a, um, um, not a call, but I was in the gym and one of the people from Biggest Loser walked into the gym and came right up to me and asked me who I, if I was this person, I said, yeah. And like, well, somebody in this gym um, recommended that, you know, um, while I'm at home, I'm in the final four um, to win the $250,000 grand prize that I should train with you because you're very knowledgeable, you're very personable, you're very positive. And um, they said that you'd be the best in the area that could help me to get there. So I had to do a screening process with the television show to check out my credentials and that I was legit and I could, you know, do what they what they needed for this particular uh, competitor. And all of a sudden things started to fall into place. You know, it um, it, it introduced me to, to people at the show. And all of a sudden I'm on this short list of possible TV trainers that could um be on TV and if they needed replacements. So I had that dream two, three years before it happened. And I said, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I just kept doing the right thing. I kept keeping my nose to the grind, pushing hard, getting better at my skills, working on my uh, physical appearance, working on my communication skills. I would order um, at the time audio and a CD courses from some of the best speaking coaches and learn how to do this stuff. Um, if there was like free seminars or even uh, relatively affordable paid seminars, I was investing in this stuff because I wanted to learn from the best. I want to learn from people that had done it before me and wanted to like achieve something greater. I wanted to I wanted to fast track that process where I could. But with that, I had the patience to know that it might take more time, it might happen tomorrow, who the hell knows, but I just never gave up and it worked out and um, it opened up an opportunity um, at MTV to be on a reality series called I Used to Be Fat, uh, to which I was on two seasons worth of uh, TV and I loved doing it. It was a lot. Um, I still stayed in my grind uh, personal training as well as writing and at the time of the recording at least, I have uh, five books out there. One is more of a, a training logbook. So I'll say four books and a training logbook, but um, self-published and um, you know what? It's passive income and I enjoy doing it. And I've been getting back to things of that nature as well as making the videos and resources for you guys. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm trying to give to you. I'm trying to um, offer you know my voice to the conversation. And because we all have a voice, we all have something to say. And it, experience is an amazing teacher. And, you know, like I was seeking the information and the wisdom from 